Welcome back to another episode of Health with Hashimoto's. This is where you find every single week simple and sustainable things that you can do for your health. Not only things that you can do, but I teach you why to do them. I help you discover your root causes because if you're not attacking those root causes, if you're not solving the problem at its source, then really what are you doing? You're just putting band-aids on chronic things and nobody has time for that because when you do it that way, then things keep getting worse. So here on this podcast, you discover what your root causes are and what you can do about them. Today, I'm going to help you figure out how to have the best doctor's visit that you possibly can. Now, whether you have a primary care provider or an endocrinologist, whether you go to a chiropractor, a functional medicine doctor, or a traditional doctor, a DO, a nurse practitioner, whatever the case, the things that I'm going to give you in this episode will help you to have the best visit possible. I'm going to give you some questions to ask and in the show notes, there is a link where you can download these questions so you don't have to take notes because I know that you're probably listening while you're doing something else, whether you're driving or exercising or doing chores, whatever, you're probably busy. You don't have time to write things down. So head down to the show notes and I've got all of the things listed and the last page of the PDF is printable so that you can take it with you to the doctor. I've done all of the prep work for you to prepare you to have the best visit ever. So the first thing you need to know is your role in all of this. In Western medicine, we have been taught that the doctor is in charge. Back when I started as a nurse, I would hear from veteran nurses that when they started, everybody in the room, all the nurses, all the staff would have to stand up when the doctor came in. The doctor was treated like a god or like a king. They were in charge. It's not that way anymore. The doctor is part of a team. And most people in healthcare these days really kind of understands that. So the doctor is on your team. But what's your role in the team? That is even more important to know. You are the CEO of your own health. That means that you're in charge. Your doctor, your providers, everybody is on your team and they are there to give you the best advice they can. But ultimately, the action plan is in your hands. Ultimately, you make the decisions. Your doctor can make recommendations. They can write your prescription, but it's up to you to fill that medication. It's up to you to do the things. Your chiropractor can give you exercises to do. Your physical therapist can give you things to do, but it's up to you to actually do them. So you are the CEO of your own health. You are ultimately in charge. I look at your doctor, your endocrinologist, your nurse practitioner, uh, your chiropractor. I look at all of them as people on your like board of consultants. They are there to give you the best advice that they possibly can. They are there to bring their perspective and their expertise to you. And then you get to put all of the pieces together and make the best decision for your own uh, situation. Nobody else knows exactly your situation. And that's kind of a big deal. And sometimes it can weigh heavy. So in this episode, I'm going to empower you to be able to make the best decisions by asking the right questions. Here is 
question one that you want to ask at your next visit, and that is, what is my diagnosis? Now, you might think that this is like an obvious question. Of course, they're going to tell you, but it's not automatically answered. Sometimes it's skipped over. And I think I've said before, the diagnosis is just a word to describe what's going on. So I don't put a ton of stock in a diagnosis. Like somebody will, um, I had a kid come up to me the other day. She's like, did you, did you hear that I was diagnosed? No, she didn't say diagnosed. She said, did you hear that I have ADHD? And I was like, no, but what does that mean for you? And she looked at me like I was crazy. Like, well, of course it means I have ADHD. I'm like, you're still you. You've always had this. It doesn't change anything now that you have a name for it. What does that mean for you? Does it mean that, you know, you're going to look at your learning differently? Does it mean you're going to change your diet? What does it mean? She was old enough that I could ask her these questions, um, but it's the same for you. The diagnosis is a description of what's going on. It doesn't change who you are, but it is very helpful to know, especially when it comes to your thyroid. You want to know if you have hypothyroid, if you have hyperthyroid, and you want to know what goes along with it. So if you have hypothyroid, you want to know if you have Hashimoto's. We know that about 90% of hypothyroid is caused by Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune condition. If you have hyperthyroid, you want to know, do I have Graves' disease? Graves' disease is also autoimmune and it causes hyperthyroid. Now, Hashimoto's can cause both symptoms. It can cause hypo and hyper. Either way, you want to know your full diagnosis. So that is question one. And it's just basic. Like, what is my diagnosis? You want to make sure that you're asking that at every visit and making sure that nothing is added. Like maybe the doctor is doing charting after you leave and they added a diagnosis. Well, you want to know that ahead of time. Then the second question is a follow-up question. What caused it? Now, this one might not have an answer from your doctor because a diagnosis is helpful. However, it's the root cause that we really want to know because to take effective action, you have to address the cause, right? Well, your provider might be able to answer that first part, what is my diagnosis? They might not be able to answer your root cause, but sometimes they can. So you always want to ask because sometimes it's obvious or sometimes it's super easy to address the root cause. So maybe they are diagnosing you with low vitamin D. They ran your labs and your lab was, your vitamin D was less than 40, which most practitioners consider low. Um, for people who are, you know, well studied in uh, vitamin D and thyroid, they probably want you at 80 or around there. So they're going to think anything less than 80 is low. But anyway, if they diagnose you with low vitamin D, then your root cause might be obvious. They're like, well, you live too far north. Like if you live north of a line that goes through Chicago, you could be outside naked all day long in the sun and you will not make enough vitamin D from sun exposure. And so there's your root cause. So what are you going to do about it? You have to supplement. And so that one's pretty straightforward. But what if it's Hashimoto's? You have Hashimoto's. What is your root cause? Well, that's way deeper than they're going to get to in one visit. In fact, you might not be able to get that answer from a traditional doctor. You might have to go to a functional medicine doctor, or you might want to enroll in the holistic Hashimoto's course where we go through that. We help I help you figure out what your root causes are. So that's the second question. First is what is my diagnosis? And then the second is the follow-up, what caused it? And those two questions are applicable for any doctor 
anytime, anytime you're going to see the doctor, you want to know. Now, obviously, like if you were in an accident, like you're skiing and you fell and you broke your leg, you really don't have to ask what the root cause was. It's pretty obvious. You know what the root cause was and you probably know your diagnosis. You broke your leg. Um, Did you know that break and fracture mean the same thing? Some people don't know that. They'll come to me and they'll say, I broke my leg. Oh, you have a fracture or I fractured my leg. Oh, you broke your leg? No, no, I fractured it. It's the same thing. (laughs) It's just one sounds a little more medical. Um, So you want to know your diagnosis. Um, But what if you have thyroid problems or if you got thyroid testing? Well, then let's talk about the next question you would ask, which is what is my TSH and what is an ideal range? So the TSH is the most standard thyroid lab test run. It tests uh, how much thyroid stimulating hormone is being asked for by your brain. It is, I talk about it back in, I think the Rube Goldberg episode, maybe it's like episode three, it's one of the first couple episodes, I talk about it like a Rube Goldberg machine, and your brain kind of starts it off by flicking the light switch. Like, yes, I need more power, I need that light on, I need the energy on, and it keeps hitting that light switch, trying to turn it on. So up, 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 the more your brain is asking for that energy for that thyroid stimulating hormone, the higher your TSH is going to be. And this is one of the things that really confused me when I was in nursing school and later on when I was going back for a holistic health education, I could not figure out, you know, thyroid stuff because when one thing was high, it meant the other was low. Well, when your TSH is high, it's because your brain keeps hitting that little switch saying, please give me more. I need that light switch on. What it means is that your actual production of thyroid hormone is probably low. It means that your thyroid is not functioning optimally. So when your TSH is high, your thyroid is not running great. But then the question for your doctor is what's an ideal range? Because there are multiple accepted ranges for TSH. It's helpful to know what your provider is expecting. And you are unique. Every single person kind of has their own range that they feel the most comfortable at. And the longer you get your TSH and your other thyroid labs checked, the more you will figure out what you are comfortable with. But you just want to know what your doctor is aiming for. And your doctor might have a different number than your endocrinologist. An endocrinologist is the specialist in hormones. So you just want to know what are they looking for? Then the follow-up question to that is what other labs and tests do I need? So when you are diagnosed with thyroid problems, some doctors want you to have an ultrasound of your thyroid. You want to know, do I need that test? Do I need some other test? Do I need more labs? If your provider wants to know if you have an autoimmune disease that's causing your thyroid problem, they're most likely going to run some antibody tests. Now, these are just, they're they're just blood tests. And what they're looking for is, do you have things in your blood that indicate that your body is attacking yourself? And those would be antibodies. There are two different antibodies that look for Hashimoto's, and there's a different antibody that is for Graves. Those are the usual antibodies for thyroid problems. 
other labs that your provider might want is to see how much thyroid hormone that you're making, that would be T4, and then how much your body is converting, that is T3. So T4 is the inactive type. It's the what your thyroid is actually making, and then your body converts it to what can be used, that's T3. In that process, you might have an elevated reverse T3, which is your body saying, no, please do not convert the inactive to the active because we need to prioritize rest. So I like to look at the reverse T3. I find it very helpful in my own health so I can find out, does my body want to prioritize rest and healing? Am I still at that stage? I always want my reverse T3 to be coming down into normal limits. And then I want to make sure that I have enough T4 and T3 in my body so that it can work. Now, some doctors will order regular T4 and T3. Some doctors will order free T4 and free T3. And that's a discussion for your doctor. But you want to know, what does your provider want? It's a really helpful question to ask. And of course, I already mentioned vitamin D. It is very impactful for thyroid health, as well as 300 different things in your body. Vitamin D is so important. And so maybe your doctor wants you to get your vitamin D test. Maybe they want you to get your selenium tested or your iodine or something else. It's always important to ask the questions so that you can be empowered. You want to know what's going on with your own health. All right, question number five. What medications should I take? If you do not have enough thyroid hormone circulating in your body, then you need to have more. It's not like it's not bad. Some people they're very anti-pharmaceutical and they don't want to take medication. But if you don't have enough of something, you need it. Your every single cell in your body needs thyroid in order to turn on. It's like the ignition switch. And so if you don't have enough thyroid, or thyroid hormone, then you need more. The most common medications prescribed for hypothyroidism is levothyroxine and synthroid. And those are T4. It is the inactive form of thyroid. Now, like I said, sometimes your body doesn't want to convert T4 into T3. In that case, maybe your doctor is going to prescribe something like armor or another blend. There are a couple different medications which are a blend of T4 and T3. Some people figure out that they need that T4 and then they need T3 a couple times in the day because T3 um, is short acting. And so you might need to take it several different times. And that's going to take some trial and error. It's going to take figuring out with your doctor who's on your board of directors in your health. It's going to take them figuring out some communication some trial and error, and you advocating for yourself and saying, this is working, this isn't working, can we try this maybe? And being polite about it. You're, what's that saying? You catch more flies with honey. I think that's kind of gross. I don't want to catch flies. But the point remains, you're going to get better answers and you're going to get more cooperation when you're nice instead of going in and just demanding things. And then people get defensive and they don't want to do it. So always be kind always be respectful. Um, that just is being human, right? 
Now, if you have hyperthyroid, then you're probably going to be on a different medication, which actually blocks that conversion or blocks your thyroid from creating it because um, you don't want too much thyroid either. You always want to be in, in the Goldilocks range. So following what medications do I take should always be the question, when do I take them or what um, instructions are there? This question could be for your doctor or it could be for your pharmacist or both. Typically, we want our medications to follow our natural rhythms. Now, when do you need the most energy? It's usually when you wake up. So that is why most doctors and pharmacists will tell you to take your thyroid medications first thing in the morning. In fact, they'll generally recommend that you have it like on your nightside stand. You wake up, you take it with a glass of water, and then you do all of your morning things. They want you to take your thyroid medications on an empty stomach, and that includes no coffee right away. There's a whole episode about coffee and why you shouldn't have coffee with your thyroid medication. It can interfere, and I go into all of that on episode 67. I talk about why it's important not to have them together. And I also shared tips in that. So what can you do to naturally increase your energy if you can't have your coffee very first thing in the morning? And why do you have your thyroid medications first thing in the morning? Well, it's because the thyroid, like I said, it provides like the ignition switch to turn on your cells. So it makes sense that you need everything turning on and getting online first thing in the morning questions seven, eight, nine kind of all go together. So let's lump them all together. Now on the printable sheet, I have them all separate, but those are how often do I need to check my thyroid labs? Obviously that's important. And what symptoms show that I might need to change my treatment plan? Because sometimes your doctor will say you can have your thyroid labs scheduled in another three months, but you need to know what symptoms would indicate that you need to come back sooner because sometimes you do need to come back sooner and have your labs checked. You need a change in your treatment plan. You always need to be watching what's going on in your body and responding. Like I said, you are the CEO of your own health. And so then if you're noticing something, you also need to know, you know, how do I best track my symptoms and how do I communicate with my healthcare team? Most clinics, they have some sort of software where you can communicate and you just need to know, you know, how to get on their software. Usually that's not a question for the doctor. Usually that's actually the receptionist or the person at the front desk. But you want to check with your doctor and see what they want to know about. Do they want to know if all of a sudden, you know, you're having different symptoms come back or increasing? Your doctor is the one to have that conversation with. So you stay in communication because you are in charge of your health and your doctor is a great person to have on your team. Now, the 10th question on my handout that I have ready for you to print out, it is specific to pregnancy. Now, in pregnancy, you are providing, you as the mom, you are providing that ignition switch, that thyroid for the developing baby for a specific amount of time in your baby's life. 
your working thyroid and thyroid conversion is very important. It is one of the risk factors of miscarriage. And if your thyroid isn't putting out enough thyroid hormone, then that can lead to IQ problems and growth and development problems for babies. And that is why they always check TSH in pregnancy. And of course, we've said before on the show, I've said before on the show that typically Hashimoto's develops during the three P's. And those three P's are puberty, pregnancy, and perimenopause. So not only does your thyroid level affect baby's growth and development and your risk of miscarriage, but also if you are developing Hashimoto's during pregnancy, we really want to catch that quick. And like I've said before on the show, um, sometimes we don't see Hashimoto's show up in the TSH right away. You would see it in the antibodies. And not all doctors will check antibodies because, again, my biggest rant it is the insurance companies that control what labs are ordered sometimes. But again, that's where your role as the CEO of your own health comes in. It is both a blessing and it's a burden sometimes to know that you have to and get to fight for your own health. But now you know, and I empower you to ask the right questions. I have all of this written down for you so that you can download it to your computer or your phone. You have it right there. You know why you're asking each question. And like I said, the very last page, it's printable. It's black and white, so you're not going to waste printer ink. And you can print it right out. You can take it to your next provider, your next clinic visit. You can take notes on there and you can know exactly what to ask so that you have the most empowered doctor's visit that you have ever had while you are looking at thyroid problems. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only, please be sure to discuss any concerns and plans with your trusted healthcare professional. 